You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm here with a programming note. We're about to jump into a really great episode with a really great band, Guilt, from Florida. We had them in the studio back in May, and for a variety of reasons on uh, both sides, this episode just had to be delayed. And so you're going to hear some stuff that is a little out of date. And we thought about just pulling this episode all together, but it's such a great conversation. And the EP that they're talking about, Conceit, is so freaking good that... um, we, we wanted to make sure to get this out here. So just, um, you know, if you hear us talking about some tour dates in the past that ultimately didn't happen or anything like that, uh, just just know that it's because this was recorded a few months ago. Um, I, I think it's a really great episode overall, though. And today, as I'm recording this, Fest has just announced their lineup and Guilt is playing two sets, one of their own. They're actually playing three sets. One of their own, and then two cover sets, Thursday and Turnstile, and uh, that rules. So make sure you check them out if you um, are going to be at Fest, which I'm sure a lot of people listening are. They're a great, great band. You can, as I mentioned in the episode, check out their set from Fest last year that we were lucky enough to shoot. It was incredible, and it was Ash's first time as the front person of the band. So, I, I mean, this year's going to be incredible i'm i'm so bummed so yeah um i think that's everything and now i guess the next thing you're gonna hear is a song from guilt and then our conversation from earlier this year cool all right thank you for listening
You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Andrea. And with me, as sometimes, is my fair weather host, Kitsy. Fair, fair weather? <laughs> I feel like you're only here when I have cool guests in. <laughs> I'm here when I have time. I'm busy. I've, I'm, I got... I'm just talking. I'm already starting with a fight. I um, really appreciate and... being called a cool guest. <laughs> Take that, everyone Absolutely. in high school. Hey, we have a cool guest today. We do. We have a really just, cool guest just one. today. Just, we have one cool we're guest. We're not going to tell you which one of them it is. We do have a really cool guest, two guests here here with us today, and it's Gilt from Jacksonville, and uh, they're here to talk about their new EP, Conceit, which is out today on Smart Punk Records, and yeah, welcome, Tyler and Ash. Thank you so much for being here. Hello. Thanks for having us. Very excited. So how's it going? <laughs> So the real answer will be saved for another time, but the oh, answer no. I will give is it's going okay. Okay is pretty good. Okay. I haven't had a well, meltdown on Twitter yet today. publicly. Yeah, today, yeah. I mean, that's a uh, that's that's something. Yeah. And who knows though? By the time people have heard this, you might be. It might have been three by the time people have heard this, that's, and they're like, "That's not true." That is called grassroots PR. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Public cries for attention are very important. Yeah. That's that's what I always say. <laughs> we and are so, chilling. Do you guys, um, I should ask, do you just want to work through in <laughs> order of the track listing? You want to just work through your drama? Listen, you want to just, yeah, just want to top to bottom it? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we can, we can do it in the track listing I mean, order. Okay. Um, so why don't you tell us what song our listeners heard coming in? Amethyst with um, Shaolin from uh, Unity TX. It is very. Uh, the, I, the cover art is purple, which is you know it's the amethyst color. Oh, and for every the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I think of amethyst in my head, my head is just like filled with like the color purple. It's the most serotonin I could ever think of. <laughs> I um, love that. I hope that inflicts with anyone who uh, listens to the song and is like, oh yes, I also too think of the color purple and get very happy. This is a purple song. I, That's I, I will cool. now, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just realized about uh, the movie, too. I, wait, hold on. Time out the color. Wait, oh, anyways. Or, I didn't even. <laughs> you can also think about that movie now. Yeah. So you've got just a whole little uh, universe of references. Mm -hmm. Perfect. We're, our listeners and people who pay attention to Left of the Dial on our on our, our, our website will already be super familiar with you guys because we were lucky enough to shoot your set at Lucy's Fest last year. Oh, word. Um, and it was like fully Amazing. transcendent. Like, <laughs> I was already familiar and already a fan, but I'd never seen you live. And Ash, I think that was your first time out behind the drums, right? Yes, yeah. it was. I, so the thing no is, is that I remember, um, I think sitting outside with y'all or I think with Kitsy yeah. um, before the venue um, let us in because I think Spanish love songs had played like two sets before us and like it was packed out and I was like, are we even going to be able to get in to play our set? Because <laughs> they were like, no one's allowed in. And I was like nervous and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this tonight. But um, I saw the set after I saw when y'all uploaded it and I was like, oh, it was really cool to see like that was like my first time from being from behind the drums and now being the vocalist and I could see like the times when I was nervous and kind of I was like, stop turning around so much ash. Oh, my God. But <laughs> it was very that cool that y'all were able to like, capture that moment um, in full. 
So I want to yeah. thank y'all for doing that. But um, we were so happy to do it. Yeah. It didn't. You didn't come across as nervous at all. It was really one of those things where I was like, there is something happening in this room that like. I, yeah. yeah, it was it was really yeah. Really like if, incredible. if you had told me that was your hundredth time mm-hmm. doing that, like I would have believed it. Yeah. You just absolutely owned that stage, and it was amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, the, the amount of times I've just like stood in my room and like my mom's like, "All right, I'm gonna go get groceries." So I was like, "Okay," and I would like turn on the music. I turn on like <laughs> freaking motionless and white. Unfortunately, I'm sorry for anyone who's like motionless and white, but that's my favorite band. I would turn them on and I would just pretend like I am on stage doing that how you do it i love that i love that yeah Yeah, there was there's a lot of pressure on that because that was our first show since dropping the the record Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. our first show since like quarantine like covid era and we'd had maybe like three band practices with our new drummer ali and the person who was playing bass on that show like that like yeah for guilt yeah easily over 100 shows but like that formation of guilt and ash kind of like owning the stage as the front person mm-hmm. like that was a lot of pressure and i think you did really good ash thank you yeah absolutely it um, was definitely one of my favorite sets at fest that we got to see for sure oh very very cool yeah. i i uh, hands down. so much <laughs> yeah yeah we're um are you are you guys back there this uh we if we if we were we would be on the second wave of announcements which would <laughs> it, yeah, you know, not coincide with, with us saying that now. If we okay. were playing, let's say, three what? sets at Fest this year. <laughs> if, yeah. If, yeah. But, sure. If. But, yeah. But there's no way to know. There's yeah. no, there's just no way to know. We'll have yeah. to How wait for we? the announcement to find out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We've only played it the last three years. So Yeah, so. So the, the chances of you doing it this time are pretty slim, it sounds As, like. Especially yeah. after signing to Smart Punk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Um, are you tired of ans- answering questions about being like how <laughs> I keep wanting to shy away from the word vulnerable because I think that's but so much of from that performance on with these new songs, um, the EP in general, like that's the word that just feels. But I'm, I'm just wondering if that's like uh, what, what your experience was, the two of you writing. And I was reading a little bit about your um your process that way, which also feels like a very vulnerable thing for, I'm going to let you answer, I promise. <laughs> um, but um, 20 minutes later. Yeah, right now. Um, it, your, your writing, your songwriting process is really interesting to me anyway, where it sounds like, and correct me if I kind of um, am, am explaining this incorrectly, but that uh, Ash, you'll, you'll go to Tyler with like a situation or a story or something that you want to share. And then Tyler, you kind of, you then turn that into, um, I notice you use the word poetry instead of lyrics a lot of the time, which is something that I really think about. Your lyrics in general do have that kind of feeling. And it, I just wonder if for Ash, like trusting somebody else with that, and then Tyler having to trust yourself to be able to do that, does that? Yeah. There's a question in there, right? No, there's there's a lot to unpack. And I, I really like the, the format of that versus yeah, just same. the kind of basic, like, how do you write your music? <laughs> What's your process? Well, I I think the that's because it's really interesting to always unpack like whenever someone is like, you know, like the song and what does it mean and where does it come from and this EP in general is it is it is very vulnerable and there's it takes from a lot of very deeply personal experiences um, and I think you know part of that you know question where you were like 
trusting Tyler with that, like, you know, what is that like? And it's like trusting another person with these life experiences because, I, you know, I, writing lyrics for me is a I have so many lyrics written, but um, a lot of them are still stuck in my high school phase of being like, <laughs> no one understands me. <laughs> Which my- would make so much more money if I would just let Ash write the songs. Yeah. You know, because that's, everyone loves that. It sells. Yeah, it, it does. And, but so I... I moved down here to Florida when I had graduated high school and I, you know, I was 18 and I was like, I want to join a band. And then I joined Gil as the drummer and I basically like restarted my life in a way. Like I was just, I went like a complete swerve. I lived in Connecticut most of my life and I wanted to move down here and live with my dad. And um, that was a big part of me. And then when he had passed away, Tyler and and you know other people in guilt like nico they were there for me at that time it was like it felt like my whole world was just like dark and everything Mm -hmm. and the only people i really trusted around that time was like of course like my grandparents and like my mom and my bandmates who really just pulled me out of (laughs) just that dark spot and so now that going forward when we talk about these experiences like they know it like Tyler knows it they know it firsthand they were there for pretty much everything so it's like it helps to be able to have someone to talk to who's like yeah I remember that yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's I mean that's that's really beautiful and that you're not just kind of handing it off to somebody who wasn't there that it was a whole yeah 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 yeah. I think for for my part of uh the question uh the only thing that I get tepid about is trying to speak for someone whose experience isn't exactly my own um Mm -hmm. so when i'm trying to turn it into a song for us like ash has you know stories and anecdotes and and i try to hone in on the feeling and think like you know what do i have in my life that's like you know uh, a similar feeling or or other stories other people have told me and i try to make the poetry a little bit flowery so it's uh it's not just like it was a Tuesday. It was raining. You broke up with me. I hate you. You know, it's like. Well, yeah. hold on now. Don't, don't don't let that go too fast. No, listen. We all like Jimmy Eat World. So anyhow, um, yeah. I, Excuse I, me. I believe it was a Sunday. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I especially I don't know. Like Ash is a black gender fluid person who's a gen z and like we there there are major differences between us and i I don't want to be like taking up a space so i always make sure to be like do you like this you know like ash like it starts with ash i turn the ideas up in the middle i hand it back to ash and be like do you like this this is what i was going for and then we kind of like polish it off to the the finished product and uh i feel like usually we come to a consensus yeah that's a really cool collaborative way to approach that, I think. You said usually you come to a consensus. Have there been? <laughs> I used to always be like, I because like, I was playing the drums and I didn't, I love playing the drums, but also I wasn't like well versed in it. So it was more so like, here's like a cool drum beat you could do. I didn't really like, you know, know drums that well. And um, <laughs> the thing with this is that I'm like, Actually, I think we should say lilac petals. And then yeah. Tyler's like, that is so sweet. Like, that is so sickingly sweet. And I'm like, I want it. Yeah. Give it yeah. to me. 
yeah that um that specifically that's the um that's the bridge in um small hollow bones and Mm -hmm. that was exactly a story that ash was telling me of a specific memory and i was like this Mm -hmm. is so on the nose we're gonna need to change it a little bit because otherwise you're gonna have some explaining to do to some people in your life you know (laughs) and ash's like but it's really important to me the way that you know Mm -hmm. some of the specifics and i was like well how can we keep what you want but also make it not it was raining it was a tuesday i was at home yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean that that is the thing is that there were a lot of re- lyrics on this um record that um very very close to home and anyone who listens to it is like hey yeah we're trying to me? make sure ash doesn't have to have awkward conversations with their family after this. <laughs> i'm okay with having awkward conversations that's fine <laughs> I was actually We're having just, one right now. Yeah, <laughs> all conversations are awkward. Yeah. I was hanging out with I mean, my uh, my dad the other yesterday, and he was like, "Yeah, it's just when I listen to your music, I think I spend too much time trying to figure out what is exactly about me." And I was like, "Don't, <laughs> don't do that." Dad, no, no. <laughs> That's not good for anybody. No, don't do no. that. Don't do that. <laughs> it's not very subtle because my dad's favorite rock is Amethyst. I don't think I ever told you that, Ash, but that's why I called that song that. No, you, you, you did tell me that. Okay. No, I'm always like, yeah, it's a good choice. We, we got material about your dad. I threw. I thought I'd throw some of my dad stuff in there. Yeah. Got, you got to get the dad rock in there. Yeah. The Which is rock. amethyst. I, I would just like some acknowledgement of how good that pun was. Yes, that was dad rock got so it. That was so good. good yeah. I'm literally yeah. going to just call us dad rock now because of that. that is no, there's a, there's a new one circulating Twitter. What is it? I think it's like butt punk. <laughs> because it's, Sorry, it, it's like butt rock but it's like the new generation little... of butt rock and they're saying like like turnstile is like butt punk and i was just like they were that saying is... if nickelback is a post-grunge band turnstile is butt punk and i was just like all right i'm utterly shocked i'm glad i'm not on twitter <laughs> I... <laughs> we'll see if it I... takes hold by by, yeah. by the time this episode airs people are gonna be like what are you talking about <laughs> That was last week. I only listen I... to penis music. <laughs> oh my god! People keep calling law dispute that I don't understand what anything is oh, wait, anymore. Hold on, I'm sorry. I what think now? We're all just challenging each other to not push back on genre. Like, yeah. like yeah. what's the most ridiculous thing I can call the sound a band is making before someone else will tell me I can't do that? Yeah, and we're just that's, nobody's that, saying no. That's been the whole joke. That's why I really like the penis music joke because everyone will just call bands that, and then everyone's like, "What?" Because it's like, is this a compliment? Is this like, <laughs> what is this? What does this describe? And I think that's uh, the, the absolute absurd level that genre specificity has gotten to. I really mm-hmm. appreciate just flipping it. So, yeah, exactly. So for, for our listeners who maybe have never heard Guilt, <laughs> other, other, than, other than the song that we open the podcast with, and maybe yeah. they skip that because they're weird and that's how they listen to podcasts. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know what they do. I don't know. You're like... Yeah. Um, what how what genre would you say guilt is oh like what's the most specific genre you can get um okay so it has been so admittedly we've changed over the years but like we walked in with some alt rock and mm-hmm. over time people at shows would be like oh my god you sound just like and it started with like whatever like all right just bleep this out and then um <laughs> th- eventually they were like you sound like somebody's like you sound like poison the wells like like what and then i would write it all down and i'd look those bands up and i'd be like oh and so we were kind of like learning about genres as we were going i mm-hmm. think the one we've landed on now is melodic post-hardcore 
Yes. I mean, whenever that fits. like yeah. family friends ask me and I cannot get into the specific of melodic post-hardcore because then they're going to have 10,000 more questions <laughs> I don't, an- I cannot answer. I just say emo. And they're emo. like, then, they, then that is sometimes too much for them. So I just say <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> like, got it. That, that I can handle. That I can handle. Yeah, I think, I think the, the thing that, I would highlight for your band specifically is the the melodic end of that. I think yes. this EP yeah. in particular, though, I do feel a lot of the hardcore elements really coming through. Um, yeah. But as much, or you know, I, there's just such a good balance of of those two elements happening in the EP. Yeah, thank you. It, it would be a, a criminal underuse of Ash's abilities to not include singing, <laughs> like even on. Um, uh, I think it's like Shape of Tools, the becoming cautionary. Mm-hmm. If you listen to it, there's like three different runs happening. And uh, it's just, Ash was so, like, it was so easy for them, you know? It was just my favorite <laughs> moment. I was like, oh my God, this is my most, like, I get to, like, do my Tillian type of run from Dance Gavin Dance, you know? So, <laughs> what a great band. So, the next song we're going to hear is The Shape of Tools. Sense. 
the shape of tools is a diss track. <laughs> is it really? It is. Is it about like, me? No, no. <laughs> I, I we're not sure yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take this fair. quick survey to find out. <laughs> oh my god! I first of all, this is like the angriest song on this record. I would say this is like the yeah. most like like we were like oh we need to just like write the most it's like violent lyrics like you know it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's we got pretty upset um but it's also got uh, murphy from kind eyes mm-hmm. as the yeah. feature on it which i was very excited because not only are they really good at pretty much everything they have like several bands that they're in and they're just killing it singing screaming all of it they're just really funny on tiktok um they do the like someone will be like screaming like in a in a tiktok video just like actually being upset about something and then they'll they'll duet it and they'll make it like midwest emo and they'll start oh my god i love that we'll link to one of those in the show notes yeah it's so good you'll you'll have to do that i'm not allowed on tiktok that's okay i tried i tried to sign up for tiktok and put in my birthday and it was like you're too old get the fuck out of here (gasps) oh my god literally burn tiktok that that didn't actually happen but no it it feels like it should (laughs) have tiktok was uh everyone was like oh my god tiktok is gonna get banned like it's oh my god this is the worst thing to ever happen that it's gonna get banned i was like is that so bad that it gets banned (laughs) would that be are we really gonna be how much are we gonna be missing out? I have been on TikTok for way too long. I'm tired. I'm done. And now it's and now it's fine. No one cares anymore. Yeah, yeah. And now it's just yeah. now every time we meet with somebody who like works in the industry, they tell us that we need to get a TikTok. And I'm like, I can't. It's like yeah. we're too old. We, just, we're too we need a young person for TikTok. We're too old. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. It. It's you know so if, it, you scroll that's why TikTok. Ash is the that's what, <laughs> listen. If any, if any young yeah. people out there listening and, and want to run a TikTok for Left the Dial, get in touch with us because we're too old for it. No, we don't understand it. <laughs> it is so hard to understand. Like I, I will scroll on it, and there was like someone who was a bumblebee singing the song that Imagine Dragons did for Arcane, but like to the tune of just being like, "I'm a bumblebee," and now it's a trend. And I was like, "Okay." That actually makes me feel a little better that it's not just, I feel like I'm usually, like, this is the first platform where I felt out of touch. And I was like, oh, it's happening. Oh, no. (laughs) It is all downhill from here for me. Yeah. Well, I I feel like there's, um, there's, there's a special age when you're, like, young and it's, like, you know, starts probably in, like, middle school and then it goes through, like, high school and early college where, like, you're just kind of like giggly, even if you're like a person who has like clinical depression, like it's the most your brain is open to just like silly. And Mm -hmm. a lot of social media has allowed people to just put the silly out there. And it's like, you have a whole generation of people that are in that mood. And it it becomes obvious when you're aging out of that, like kind of inside joke, even though Mm -hmm. it can be like absurd humor, there's something connective about being at that point in your life. And you start realizing you're not, in that anymore and that's i i really think it's like super cringy to have like like i'm a millennial it would be super weird for me to try to break into tiktok especially because i'm just doing it to try to promote something you know like right. it's not genuine yeah. Uh, yeah the real thing is that like you know ash was saying some kid was just like haha you know it'd be funny b sing song you know and like 
<laughs> I don't even think that's funny, but that's why I shouldn't be there. You know, right. so it's like, yeah, if you are going to hire me. like a social media manager or a marketing person, if they're not literally a child who thinks V-Sing song is funny, <laughs> then you're just paying some other old person to guess what children might like, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. That's a really kind of like, uh, kind of like kind and sort of like generous way of looking at it too. I, I think that like there are a lot of cynical ways to look at at something like that, and it's. I mean, like I'm, good to I'm be. very cynical, but I'm also, you know, we we're a band. You know, in some ways, in some small ways, we like to think one day we might make money. And so, like, when we're deciding what to throw our energy into, it's like, you got to be realistic and be like, what, what is an absolutely silly thing that, you know, would be a waste of our time? You mm-hmm. know? Well, like, what are we out of touch on? Even right. parts of TikTok or parts of, like, I live in DIY Twitter and I'm trying to get into hardcore Twitter and Ash lives in <laughs> cosplay TikTok and was trying to get into <laughs> just general alternative TikTok. And it's, it's hard. It takes hard. concerted effort. And if you don't genuinely mm-hmm. care about it, Why? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which, yeah, shape of tools for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, um, we're also no, that was so we, we yeah. think we care about all these things. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think a lot of our listeners are, too. Um, so they'll be interested to yeah to hear that conversation, too, I think. Um, let's. What? I want to make sure we do we we do get to talk about the song specifically a Please. little bit. Is there? Let's talk about the song specifically a little bit. Yeah. What uh, what parts? <laughs> what what do we want to? We're open books. <laughs> well, so you said it's a diss track. Yeah. Oh right, God, that was yeah. So, Tell us more about that. So there. Um, so going back to the part of how it's like you know, the the biggest turn point in my life was a lot of my father's passing and Mm -hmm. um that's just kind of been the overall theme that i've been going through it's been almost three years and it's shown me a lot of different things and a lot of different aspects of people um before Mm -hmm. i had even gone through this i have of course experienced other loss of um other people passing in my life and that i may not have been as close to but to me, it was important that if I wasn't super close to someone, that I let them, I let other people who were very close to them have that room to grieve. And I wasn't mm-hmm. intruding on that space to make it all about me, you know, to be like, oh, well, I knew this person too, or mm-hmm. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that has always been a very important thing that I have observed early on in my life. And when it, it happened now to me, where I was like, oh, I lost someone who was the closest person I had. I had seen so many people just being like, well, I knew him too, because my dad was an artist. He was a uh, he was a rapper, a producer, an MC. He toured everywhere. He was he did a lot of things. He was a local legend here. And mm-hmm. a lot of people were intruding and not letting me have the moment to kind of be like, hey, can I like mourn in peace a little bit? And so this song is specifically about a lot of people who are just using it as like a clout thing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it was really gross to constantly it still happens and it's just it's just really gross you know it's it's just kind of like it's ruined and tainted the whole uh feeling for me where i now i'm just angry because i'm like you know i 
am trying to grasp onto this piece of my life and people are just like, me too. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, Ash walked in with the um, the shape of tool, literally the shape of tools as like a, a lyric. And that was like, Ash sent me like, you know, a, like a good stanza. And I was like, that's the one I really latched onto. And I was thinking about Ash just like, in their room and I, the carving cherubs thing was like uh you know like you know, like a like a cherub for like a headstone or something like you know you're, you're dealing with the grieving process you're sitting ash uh inherited a house you know ash being an 18 year old kid who had just went from high school living with mom in connecticut moved down here to hang out with dad and is like you're a homeowner now and there's right. and it's covid and you're completely isolated you know yeah, like jesus that's terrifying and yeah. I, you know i'm imagining ash just sitting there and as you know things would happen and they would be upset that people um were trying to just oh i knew him i knew him did you know that i knew him did you know he featured on my track did you know like uh, i have a picture of him and i'm posting it on social media come to my show next week you know it's slimy yeah and i i really felt like that's the you know I'm, i'm i'm working on my little stone statue you know to to like this like honorific thing and then it's like as you're working on it you the nails get a little bit sharp and you're like, I'm, I'm eventually just going to have to kill someone. <laughs> like it just, you know, it's just, it, the, the, the boiling point was getting intense. And yeah. It was, Understandably it was really good so. to have. Yeah. Yeah. It was good to have like Murphy. Cause I mean, kind eyes isn't just a screamy band, you know, kind eyes mm-hmm. is a very socially and politically conscious band. Yeah. So having them occupy this space where it's like, you can lash out, but you're like, emotionally justified i felt like mm-hmm. that was a really important time to have uh them come in yeah that's that's like the the meaning around that's why i was like it is the angriest song because that is a part yeah. of grief for a while that i just didn't want to accept i was mm-hmm. like i oh i have to get better like you have to always just like it because everyone's like it always gets better and then you're always like waiting for the moment <laughs> where you're like is it is this the like, get here's better the thing, is, is it, it it doesn't <laughs> why do we keep saying that yeah and yeah. so it's important to uh really highlight that there's a lot of different complex and nuanced emotions and feelings with mm-hmm. loss and grief and it's okay to experience all of them and it's okay to really let yourself feel what you're feeling that it, like this is the most like you're valid way of being like you're valid you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah true so valid so, bestie so <laughs> Yeah, that I, I have literally nothing to add to that. That was that was really, um, just really beautifully said. Thank you. So yeah, we have that effect on people. Sorry, not because <laughs> not because it's beautifully said, just because sometimes we talk about heavy shit and people are like, I don't really want to step in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we um wouldn't have invited guilt on the podcast and then expected to not get into some uh sorry yeah some no no yeah exactly no please that's that's hey leftos it's andrea and me kitsy from the past or the future or from right now depending on when you're listening to this episode we're here to tell you about all the very cool stuff you're missing out on if you're not keeping up with us at leftofthedial.fm. That's right. Head over there now to check out tons of album reviews and essays by our fantastic music writers, and you'll get to watch our incredible live sessions with bands like Teenage Bigfoot, Take Today, and Proper. And you can pick up those live sessions at leftofthedial.bandcamp.com so you can take them with you wherever you go. It's also a great way to support us and the musicians you love. 
because we split all of our profits with the artists there right down the middle. You can also join our Patreon, where we'll have lots of behind-the-scenes footage, early access to live sessions, performances that you won't be able to find anywhere else, and lots of pictures of my perfect dog, Pacey. Oh, he's so good. Follow us on Twitter at Left of the Dial PC and Instagram at Left of the Dial FM to keep up with everything we're doing and to see even more pictures of my perfect dog, Pacey. Oh, and right now we're also looking for new music writers who want to get paid to write for us. So send our editor-in-chief an email with some writing samples and or pitches at jen at leftofthedial.fm. That's leftofthedial.fm. Celebrating independent music. Characters welcome. Never go to the post office again. Should we talk about the next song? We should talk about the next song. What's the next song? (laughs) Bones. Small Small Hollow Bones. Yeah. Small Hollow Bones. That's right. Let's do it.
Is it about birds? Yeah, it's that's it. It's about birds. Um, so my um, my my family raised birds, so birds are on my mind a lot. But um, oh, it really is about birds. Okay, no, it's <laughs> I not. I was making a joke. It's not. Um, oh, it's. Uh, I got bamboozled by my own joke. I know. It's a roller coaster. So like, my family did raise birds, and I dog sit for a living. So like, I'm around animals a lot, and I think one of the things in life that's that's just really interesting and special in a not like fun way, but like, it's just really unique to see an animal make a mistake. Um, mm. Like when you like when I see like a dog trip, I'm just like, what mm-hmm. you know? Because I I don't know. I at least for me, I think of animals as kind of like this, like like perfect organic mechanism like their their consciousness is so different from ours that to see them misjudge something and make an error is Mm -hmm. is just odd just because you don't see it that often and yeah that's where i was that little piece the the thing that starts the song uh, was like when you you know seeing two birds collide midair is just like that shouldn't happen and it's i was like, like your only job is to fly <laughs> yeah to yeah and it's like uh, you know you, you see something like that that's extremely mundane like it's it's a very small thing that happened but it's also a very violent thing and it's it's mm-hmm. so uncommon that i think you could very quickly be like did i actually see that um and the the that was leading into the the crux of the song which is more of like kind of questioning your sanity dealing with like uh really internalizing trauma and mm-hmm. also how to deal with it to other people how to like come across to other people um because the like the response to that line is no it's just feathers in the street so like you're telling yourself and telling other people like uh, uh no 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 it's fine i i didn't just see something really fucked up i'm everything's cool i can go to work today you know right um which i mean the the middle the bridge of that song um that sid covers was like a specific ash memory about a very calm moment that was also kind of like i guess a like an analogy for their um like feelings as a little kid so yeah. i you know i was like uh kind of bringing in things from my life like i said that i thought were like yeah i know what it's like to see something weird and be like how do i even talk about this to somebody yeah have either of you ever read an oh god it's called We're All Completely Beside Ourselves, I believe. No. Oh, that is... I'm double-checking because it is... It's a fantastic book, and it is so directly in conversation with what you're talking about that I feel like I'd be like committing some kind of crime to not <laughs> mention it in this moment. Um, you said beside yourself, and so my brain said laughing, and I said laugh tracks. I was like, yeah, I've listened to Knock Loose. That's not the question you asked me. <laughs> but... <laughs> but but it's a fact. So, <laughs> yeah, it's called "We're All Completely Beside Ourselves." It's by Karen Joy Fowler. Okay, yeah. and it is about that exact thing. It's about a family um, who one of the parents works in like a research lab, and it's just about sort of like um, telling yourself stories around really difficult, sort of traumatic moments like that, and how you can kind of work to put uh sort of like screen up or something between yourself and that trauma and that grief and it's just a really yeah that's extremely specific yeah that's yeah, that's yeah. exactly <laughs> what we're talking about because exactly. ash is always like i really like the chorus of the song and yeah because i mean i think the the wording is very like calm but to me 
like this song is pretty poppy i feel like this song could be like on the radio but to mm-hmm. like me especially being a straight edge person like the, the crux of the chorus where it's like i'm just gonna get really messed up and not feel my feelings because they're too complicated mm-hmm. uh, to me that's like the worst timeline that's the worst situation <laughs> you know but um it, it's the delivery of it is so like yeah let's just chill it uh it's tempting it's a it's a bad temptation let me put it that mm-hmm. way but yeah i think it's a really understandable one though this um not very insightful um commentary i'm about to make right now but this is my favorite track on the cpa I've, i keep going back to this one for sure oh um, thank you i i definitely also like tyler mentioned i really like the chorus it just really makes me feel like i'm laying on my bed in a really nicely decorated artsy room just in the dark (laughs) just like sitting still i'm self-soothing i'm sedated yeah yeah that's 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 perfect it's it's funny you said sitting in a um like artsy decorated room something about your music in general with the previous ep and this one and i don't know now that we've had the chance to talk i'm just gonna go with this and hope that eventually you'll understand what i'm saying because i haven't figured out how to articulate this exactly but you're Something about, and I know I'm sure like part of this is is with your uh, production, and I know you worked with um, uh, Hansel Romero for this one, which is super exciting. Yeah. Um, but it feels so embodied in a way where I always it feels like I'm in the middle of a room where your music is happening around me. Um, That's in a cool. way that I don't often hear. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Does that? You're a producer. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, that's that is one thing that that has um especially with like this last EP and then and then this this most recent one um the production on it is, is so good. Mm-hmm. Um it's it just it it really does. It feels like you're right in the middle of the room. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank I you. It's I very cool. A lot of that is like when we were talking with Hansel first, like when we we first met up with Hansel for the In Windows Through Mirrors EP, and we were recording vocals and remixing the songs. Um, it was like trying to figure out what sound we wanted, and it was uh, I think a perfect band that we were really looking at is Loathe. Um, Hansel introduced us to Loathe, or at least introduced me to Loathe. I don't know Tyler if you knew Loathe beforehand. Yeah, uh, I maybe like minutes before. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it, it's like they they came into the scene consciousness awesome. all at once. Yeah, <laughs> and and Hansel was like, "This is that sound that's like it envelops you, but also like it's word. so it's like very crystal clear at the same time." Yes, like, yes, yes. Yeah. That's it's exactly pristine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pristine. It's how I describe it. It's it's yeah. It's like. Yes, I, I don't know. I listen to it. I'm just like, how do you even get it to sound that clean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. it's insane. It's um, I think it's a big testament to the production because the whole time it's been Lee recording us at Earth Sound. Like, Lee recorded the Ignore What's Missing record, which sounds fundamentally different from the EP, which was a remix of some of those songs, which mm-hmm. sounds fundamentally different from Conceit. But it's like, you know, it's so we're starting from the same bass plate and then tossing these different, like, uh, production and, like, mixing ideas on top of it. Um, it's just really interesting to see what you can do with music um, <laughs> it, to, to like really change the feeling of it. Like uh, I sometimes I listen to bands and they, they get a really crisp recording, but it just sounds like I say just I shouldn't. It sounds like the band is playing instruments in a room with you. Like I can hear, you know, the guitar is over here and the drum is here and it just sounds it sounds like 
those things you know and sometimes you want to hear people playing instruments but i i have this like core memory of um a friend of mine talking about me without you i don't know if you know that band Mm -hmm. um and that was like you know their favorite band and they were like there's something about their music that even though i know it's a guitar it doesn't sound like a guitar it's just like music is happening and i was like that's that's always been a big goal for me at least um it's like i want it to feel like music and not to feel like instruments being played that's exactly yes. what I was. Yes, thank you. That's exactly hey, it. It's like it. a kind of <laughs> yeah, like swirling <laughs> around you, as opposed to being like drums and a guitar yeah. over here, and here's a little this, and yeah. Yeah, it's hard with anything that's like punk related too, because punk's mm-hmm. goal is to feel like instruments in a room. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What a unique way to approach that. Definitely. I love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Two oh nine. Two oh nine. Two oh nine. So what's uh what's up with that 
I love to flip things on interviewers, and I'm so sorry. I'd actually love to get your opinion of, of this particular song, because this was one that we were really unsure about in the writing process, because it's a... Uh, there's no vocal chorus, you know. It's it's very daring for us to do this elongated musical hook that recurs, and then to just come in with like a punk thing at the end with Carson. That's like a full switch, you know. Like, um, did you did you love it? Did you hate it? What would you rate it? <laughs> did you love it? Did you hate it? What would you rate it? So full disclosure for me, I only had the opportunity to listen to the EP once before we did this interview. Mm-hmm. Did you have a red flag in your mind about it? Did you were like, oh, that that one song though. <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. I loved every second of what I heard, and I can't okay. wait to go back and listen more. But I, d- I don't think I was able to listen to it deeply enough to to pick up on what you're talking about. I don't know if that's a that's maybe a good thing because like it didn't stand out to me as like, hey, this song. There's something weird about this song. Like that didn't stick out to me. It was just I was enjoying what was happening. Yeah, I think that means it flowed. Yeah. That is exactly yes. cool. What I wanted there to you hear go. Um, I, I've listened to it a handful more times. We did only get it yesterday, um, but. I'm not a musician. I'm just somebody who plays one on TV, just inhales <laughs> yes. music, a ton of music constantly. But um, but I'm like a lyrics first person. And I, I think like that's that's why. Um, and so that's why I said earlier that I was really looking forward to being able to get my hands sort of on the lyrics and dig in that way, because that's that's kind of how I sure. tend to unpack songs. Um, but I do think I mean, we don't have lyrics on the hook, which means it, you know, hypothetically as a lyrics first person or vocals first you know that might turn you Mm -hmm. off and that was a big fear of ours especially because like i said it's an underuse of ash not to have ash doing something cool all the time um but i don't don't always need lyrics on the hook though i mean there are classic examples of songs where the, the hook isn't lyrics like um yeah i think uh what is that dire straits song sultan's a swing is a perfect example of that like they're they're the the hook is not the lyrics in that chorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that was like a lot with formulating this EP was also like we did the first EP in Windows and that was like, okay, the new vocalists change and everything. And we we're like, here's the, here's the sound we're going for. And it was very heavily focused on the vocals. I, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I think this time, at least with when I was going into the studio, I was like, I would like it to be more of like, uh, instruments and vocals kind of both get to shine and the drums I think in 209 really rip off like they just like not rip off sorry riff off like they just like go crazy and it's really cool that Allie was like I don't know I was watching Allie in the studio do 209 and did it in like three takes and was like all right we're good (laughs) got like full way through I watching Allie just I just wanted to go to the aside of also on 209, but like watching Allie in the studio, cause this was our first time, um, you know, working with her and, and having her be a part of that process um, with us for this EP. I had recorded the drums for the LP that Gilt put out um, beforehand, Ignore It's Missing. And well, I mean, I, we recorded most of the drums. All right, all right. You you recorded like oh, did three somebody parts, else happen? To- <laughs> right. I, I got to I, record some of it. <laughs> you got to record some drums. I just I could not because Tyler was like, okay, blast beats, and I'm like, I joined this band playing Paramore cover songs. I don't want to hear a blast beat ever again in my life. But um, I 
I had so much trouble recording drums in the studio just because, like, but just watching Allie do it, and especially 209, and just there was a lot of, like, bell rides, and it was... Yeah, the Latin groove in there is so mm-hmm. intense. It was so... It was just... I wish I could have other people experience that, but I'm also like kind of like I got to watch her do with that, and it was really nice. So if you want to experience Allie's amazing drums, come to the Guilt Show coming towards yeah. you. No, <laughs> I, that's wow. You you sounded that just was, yeah. That was really impressive. Thank you. Um, this is a perfect time to do this. We usually do before the last song. Um, well, this is before the last song. That's why I said it's a perfect time. <laughs> of course, um, Guilt's new EP, Conceit, which yes. is, yeah, like I said, really fantastic, out on um, Smart Punk Records. And yeah, and we have one more song to talk about from it. And that song is Trophy Hunter. second and, and final single with a really rad video 
Just, yes. Thank you. That yes. was so Oh, I didn't see the video. Tell me about the video. Um, it's describe friend. it to me. <laughs> yes. we, okay. Um, describe the video to me in this audio medium uh-huh. that is a podcast. No, no, no. Okay, so imagine this. Uh, so our friend Ben, whose Instagram handle is Ben Makes Monsters, because Ben mm-hmm. loves to do prosthetic monster makeup, was Hell like, okay. let or me SF. shoot the video. Yeah. Yeah, SFX. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like, let let me shoot the video. And we were like, okay, so that's it. You you take somebody who loves making extremely spooky content and you let them shoot a band's music video. So Ben, I'm had, already in. I'm yes. already in. Or I was like, we were we had a, a concept for the video, um, but we were like, okay, like we should have. I stepped in and I said we should have band. Remember the time I said that we don't always agree. Band should be playing in a room, and we should at least have at least so people can like get familiar with us. That was like a big part of that, so that we could have a music video where I and I know there's so much discussion. I can't remember. I think I was watching a video the other day where they were talking about, oh yes, it's a classic metalcore band is in a warehouse playing in the warehouse. Um, oh, you but, watched that punk rock NBA video? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did watch that punk rock NBA video, but um, it was starting off with that and Ben really helped us propel the vision of the video to and you know Tyler was like can we at least have some kind of narrative element <laughs> and so I said okay we can have some kind of narrative element but um Ben really did help propel that to the point where uh Nat did the feature on the song and so mm-hmm. we were like oh like let's try to get Nat in the video as well and uh seven um, came in to also help with makeup. So Seven and Ben, who did the makeup, Ben shot and directed the video. Um, it was, and edited the video. It was just a really cool kind of like, this is the first music, well, no, we put out uh, in Windows. I forgot that we also did that video. But mm-hmm. this is like the video for the Conceit area era that we have. And it's orange and pink lighting kind of you know got and also a little bit of red lighting um we, we took the the album art aesthetic yeah. and, and kind of like yeah. threw that into nice the, yeah i also really wanted to if, if they were putting a prosthetic on nat and that looked like this really cool spooky like like it is monster. unsettling yeah <laughs> it, like, it was listen in a very in, cool way i have a video of nat and i just goofing around and we were like singing friday with nat in the pros- <laughs> in the full prosthetic and i'm just it's it is we, so we, should, we should like talk about nat briefly so nat yeah. was actually a guilt's original bass player before we ever played any shows oh wow um like years and years ago <clears throat> and she ended up uh starting her band well she's she has a solo project like noise project called sound altar um and then she started her band the holy ghost tabernacle choir Mm -hmm. and uh it's it's just really amazing to see the 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 growth you know going i Mm -hmm. guilt uh as much as in our area we might be kind of a like an outlier band like we're a little bit heavier and screamier and weirder than the the twinkly emo bands you know holy ghost is full cell you know Mm -hmm. um and in their video for joe dirt god um they're wearing like uh like church deacon outfits you know like the white button up with the black tie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i was like can you reprise that character but we're gonna make you into a monster so it's kind of like uh you're kind of like the thoughts in the back of someone's head and there's like Mm -hmm. a shot of ash on the ground and we made sure to include a lot of little um iconography 
around that so that it's it's not just you know i was just like please not banned in a room dear god so as long as there's something <laughs> that you can like do a little search and find through the video and like find little things that uh connect not just through the themes that we follow but also the way that we connect to nat and the way that like nat's group and the ideas that they pursue which are really important to me yeah also banned Again. in room ash look cool <laughs> It's, Thank I mean, you. a really collaborative way to do it. And it, it, I mean, very genuinely does. It works really well because that contrast is so, so like heightened and high because of that, because it is been in a room, but then also, again, one of the most unsettling, <laughs> like, uh, the, the goo was intense. The goo. Yeah. <laughs> See, when, when you can use the word goo to talk about shooting your video, like you guys yeah. were in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, we were we were in it and just major props to everyone involved. Like it was yeah. a labor of love. I think we started shooting around. It was 13 around, hours. Yeah, Oof. we started shooting around 4 p.m. We ended around like 5 or 6 a.m. So it was damn a yeah. long night. And uh, um, like I said, like Seven came in to help do the makeup with Ben and made Nat look so cool and i was so happy that we also kind of got to lean lean into like a little bit of like a i want nat to go down as like if people are like oh like iconic like horror figures or whatever yeah <laughs> that i want that <laughs> yeah it is a, a lasting image for sure yeah um one last just general note with having a different um feature on every song the fact that they were they all crushed it so hard <laughs> like if one of them came in just a little under you know what i mean it mm -hmm. would have been it really could have like i don't know changed the whole tone of the whole thing but every song every time the guest vocal would come in on the next one i'm like christ this is also incredible yeah um, yeah. yeah we were really thrilled um but we didn't realize it until we started doing like pr for this nobody said no like Everybody that's on this was our first pick, and it's awesome. That's amazing. Everybody gave us a take. You know, it was just like done, mm -hmm. and uh, it was it was really nice. And we did have Ash doing every part of theirs in case we didn't get somebody, in case something fell through, in case they you know they didn't crush it, and mm -hmm. uh, that was going to be an awkward conversation. Hey, thanks. <laughs> here's your money. We're not going to use it. You know, that's yeah. weird, right? But like we were prepared to do that, mm -hmm. but it was just. They were just all perfect. Yeah, everyone That's... crushed it and killed it. And these are people that I truly, truly love are people I got to work with, like that are now like, like I got to hear firsthand, like how they kind of go through their process of doing mm -hmm. things. And especially these are all vocalists. So it's like, it's just really cool because I admire their talent and I admire what they do very greatly. I am... I, as much as I am a vocalist, I'm also a super fan underneath everything. Uh, I feel like whenever I get to play shows, I'm like, ooh, I get to infiltrate the shows. I get to be the super <laughs> fan that's like, you know. Um, but no, I, I definitely uh, really, really appreciate the craft and the amount of work that people put into the uh, doing their thing. So like, you know, like Sid and, and Carson and Shaolin and Murphy and Nat, like amazing people. It's a very cool thing because then it, you know, it elevates everything that y'all do on the EP, but it also gives everybody else a chance to, you know, people are going to find out about, you know, artists that they, they might not already be familiar with or, or know that they should have been checking out but haven't yet, right? Because mm -hmm. they, they yeah. hear them here. That's definitely, so that's, that's that a cool was thing definitely too. a big goal for us going into this. One of the things that we've always talked about off to the side 
is that uh like i guess in my mind when i think of like eras of bands like uh when i was when i was first making guilt music i was there was like the uh like tiger's jaw basement mm-hmm. citizen bounce composure turnover like that four or five band group you know mm-hmm. like they were always playing shows together um and i was like i always wanted to find that but florida's really hard florida's really hard to find peers in even if you know there there were you know gouge away and, and gillian carter and night witch and they were cool but they you know it's hours and hours away and a lot right. of these northeast bands live you know one 10 minute three dollar train ride away from each other <laughs> um and so this was like a, a great way for us to be like we've found a community of people that we relate to and even though we live nowhere close to them we can be like us it's us we're you yeah. know th- this is the click <laughs> kind of defining it yeah i love that but yeah with all those features we should let folks listen to the the last one which is yeah. that on um on trophy hunter hell yeah
Thanks for yes. joining us. Yeah. Thank you Thanks for having so us. much. This was so fun. Yes, so good to see you all again. Thank you so much. It was so and good to see will. you. Yeah. And also to meet you, Andrea. Was your hair yeah. a different yeah. color before? Kitsy. Who, me? Yeah. Yes. Probably. I think you had, um, I think you were wearing a bedette all weekend. So it's possible you didn't see much of mm. their hair. Yeah. That's, I was like, when you were like, oh, we shot the thing, I was like, oh, I, yeah, it, I, I didn't even put it together. It, I mean, it was also super last minute. We went down there with two, I'm also excited for y'all to get in the studio with our actual yes. camera crew. Yes. <laughs> um, we, and- we are not the videographers from the <laughs> dial. So the fact that we managed to turn out anything acceptable for the YouTube channel from Fest is just a miracle. So I mean, um, you have we a were- box of nice gear. Well, yeah, but we just we're not the experts. Yeah, yeah. you'll you'll get to you'll get to. We, we have real people, like real videographers <laughs> that that work for us, oh, which is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, but let people know where they can find you on the oh, internet. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, forgot that part. Oh, all of our social media is at g i l t f l yes. and TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, sometimes Facebook, <laughs> maybe yeah, LinkedIn. I, I run the Twitter. Ash runs the Instagram. So if you want something like cynical go to twitter if you want something sweet go to instagram or TikTok. i like that perfect yeah it's a division yeah, of labor like that's great <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah um is that this has been I now this right has been perfect this has been left of the dial i've been andrea kitsy has been here yeah we'll see if they're here next week and we'll see. guilt has been our guest and we'll see y'all next week Left to the dark Left to the dark